imagine living in the 1800s, where discoveries were being made everywhere, every day. Imagine being an astronomer, dedicating your time to finding something that may or may not exist. Welcome or welcome back to Curiously Scientific. My name is Sarah Massey, and today my co-host Frank and I will talk about the science behind astronomy in honor of German astronomer Johann Gottfried Gall, who was born on June 9th in 1812, and English astronomer John Couch Adams, who was born on June 15th in 1819. Thank you. So as, as uh, my um, co-host mentioned that uh, today, we are going to be discussing about one of considered be by many to be one of the greatest astronomers in human history. And that man is Johann Gottfried, who was most famously identified the planet Neptune from his observatory in Berlin on September 23rd, 1846. And so, and the thing about the important part about Johann Gottfried is that he is what we consider nowadays as an astronomer. Now, for those at home listening and are just wondering about what the heck is astronomy about, you ever, you know, just look at the open stars, you know, up at night and just wondered about what's out there and always try to figure about some sort of curiosity about space exploration, all that subjects like, does that interest you? Well, if so, then you may want to be considered being an astronomer. Now, you may be wondering, what is an astronomer? And most importantly, what is astronomy? Well, the first question is answered is that an astronomer works in astronomy and at astronomy is simply the process on studying the natural phenomenon of the universe as a whole outside of anything that is considered of our planet Earth. And this important branch of science deals mainly with celestial objects, space, and the physical universe as a whole. Since the 20th century, there have been many, there mainly have been many different types of astronomy, but we'll focus on specifically the two main types of astronomy for those wanting to know. There is the observational, and then there's a the theoretical astronomy. Observational astronomy uses telescopes and cameras to observe or look at stars, galaxies, and other astronomical objects and phenomena. And theoretical astronomy uses math and computer models to explain the observations and predict about what might happen next. So now you know what astronomy is. Now, if you're really considering this as a career, you might wanna know how to discover a planet since that might make you famous. So there are five there are the top five ways to discover a planet. The first one is radial velocity. Radial velocity is the velocity of a star or other body along the line of sight of an observer. And 842 planets in total have been discovered this way. The second way is transit, which includes searching for shadows. The third is direct imaging. Fourth is gravitational microlensing. And fifth is astrometry. Now, as we have discussed about the importance of, you know, astronomy and also about how telescopes work, now we're back to our main story, especially about the glorious life, or especially the most important moment in the long glorious life of Johann Gottfried and how he was able to identify the planet Neptune from his observatory in Berlin on September 23rd, 1846. And the thing is that unlike some planets, Neptune was not discovered by accident at all. Actually, before Johann, you know, discovery of Neptune, there was actually some speculation of the planet Neptune, mainly due to the field of mathematics. And keep in mind, this is important because in astronomy, mathematics is very important. Although to be fair, mathematics is important for almost 
any field of science. And what happened was, is that the calculations revealed that of the planet um, Uranus and how it accounted for the irregularities in Uranus's its orbit. And independently, two astronomers, John Couch Adams in England and Urban Jean-Joseph Lavier in France calculated the position of this yet unknown planet. And that is how Neptune was discovered. It was already known by a mathematics, but we only look, but it was Johan who saw it personally from a telescope. That's super cool. Imagine actually doing that, like finding a planet, that'd be cool. And so what's crazy is that um, astronomers way back use telescopes to find all of these really cool things. And today we have access to those telescopes, if not better ones, thanks to technology. And through telescopes, we can see planet, we can see stars, we can see space. And it's, it's very fascinating to think about something that could give us access to something so far away. And so it's very fun to wonder how telescopes work. So I'm here to explain that to you. So most telescopes and all large telescopes work by using curved mirrors to gather and focus light from the night sky. The bigger the mirrors or lenses, the more light the telescope can gather. Light is then concentrated by the shape of the optics. That light is what we see when we look into that telescope, which is super cool. So Frank, have you ever personally used a telescope? Well, the thing is that I did remember using a telescope a few times in the past. However, it's been a while since I've last used the telescope. You know, you get busy over the years. But who knows, maybe after pandemic someday, I could probably um, use a telescope again. Um, how about you, Sarah? I have not. Um, maybe I have in like elementary school when we used to go on field trips. But it's definitely one of my items on my bucket list to go stargazing or to see a planet through a telescope, which is possible thanks to Mr. Johan. Um, and so as we're talking about the future and talking about um, the future of our future and talking about if we'll ever get to look through a telescope again after the pandemic is over, Frank, what do you think the future of astronomy will look like? Glad you asked, Sarah. So the thing is that for a few future astronomers out there is that here going to, we, it's a thing about science and especially astronomy is that it's a never ending changing field. It's always evolving. There's always sort of new discoveries and also new techniques and new methods to at least broaden our uh, help, broaden our understanding of the cosmos and the universe as a whole. And so here are the latest advancements that are gonna come out within, the, within just our lifetime alone, at least by the time of this um, recording. So. Mm -hmm. First, they hire is the METIS, which is being built by a European consortium led by Lydian University in the Netherlands. STFC's UK Astronomy Technology Center is responsible for the spectrometer that will study nearby exoplanets, planets that orbit around stars outside our solar system. And lastly, designed and built by NASA in partnership with the Canadian and European space agencies, the web will be a flagship space observatory. Infrared specialist, it will be able to explore the distant universe and the evolution of planets, stars, and galaxies never seen before. The web will be the biggest space telescope ever built, so much so that its sun shield will be the size of a tennis court. So let me remind you something, the future for astronomy so far is pretty bright. Bright to explore the cosmos, if future explores you. <laughs> Absolutely, and so that's all we have for you today. 
If you liked this episode, be sure to like, share, and follow us. Um, you can check out The Science Behind at thesciencebehind.net, which is our website, and at the.sciencebehind on Instagram and Facebook. Um, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and stay curious. Bye.